Welcome to today's show. My name is Holger, and in today's episode, we are talking about the next big thing. Now, everybody asks me, what is the next big thing? Jin has been a project which I've been working with for the last nearly five years, and the last couple of years, people have been starting to ask, what's next, what's next, and is it rum, is it rum? And my answer is, it's not rum. It's something that most bottle stores are not expecting. And somebody that has got the same belief as I have in the next big thing is Sean O'Connor. Sean is a theater maker and writer. And he is also planning an event, and I think he's very brave to do that. The name of the event is Mindful Drinking. Welcome to the show, Sean. How's it, Holger? Thanks for having me today. Sean, tell us, mindful drinking, is that the next big thing? Yeah, big time. It's definitely the next big thing. Mindful drinking is becoming mainstream across the world. Mindful drinking is featured in Time magazine, on CNN, um, in the Times of London. People are asking, what is mindful drinking? Um, yeah. Mindful drinking is really about choice. It's about the choice to think about what we consume on a liquid level and what we put into our body and what the effects of our drinking is and what the effects of our drinking are. So I assume it means non-alcoholic. It's non and low alcoholic okay. um, and alcohol free. There's quite a debate about the the nomenclature or naming of drinks. Yes. Some do contain a trace of alcohol, some don't. But yeah, it's it's not saying no to alcohol. It's about being able to choose non-alcoholic or alcohol-free drinks. Yeah. Sometimes um, drinking those in rotation with alcoholic drinks and sometimes making a complete choice to only drink alcohol-free drinks. So my first encounter with non-alcoholic beer was probably at school. There was something called... Barbican. Isabia just launched a product called Barbican, a non-alcoholic beer. And I can remember taking a trip with the school bus to Marisburg or Durban. And we were in a supermarket and we wanted to buy this Barbican. And the teacher says, not. That's not allowed. No Barbican at our school. And then when I, when I went to Germany after my studies... We came across something in the bars. Every bar had this thing called Klaus Tyler, which is now also available in South Africa. And then when I started working at Bavaria Breweries in 1994, we launched a product called Bavaria 0.5, which was I thought was very clever. It contained very little alcohol, um, lots of unfermented sugars, and we tried to market it as a sports drink. Um, so Bavaria and Klaus Thaler will be at the Mindful Drinking Festival okay. that we're hosting at Kirsten Bosch in Cape Town in October, on Sunday, October the yeah. 20th. My first encounter was with Bex Blue. Bex Blue, yeah. Um, <laughs> when my, my, my then wife was pregnant, um, I really liked being able to bring a non-alcoholic into the house. And she could drink that, and I could drink my my normal your normal beer. That was <laughs> okay. Um, like normal tea. I don't know why we use this word normal in South Africa. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. yeah. So, how did you get? How did you 
even start with something like thinking about a mindful drinking thing, you obviously, I mean, people always think, what has he done wrong? So, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I had the privilege of going to Glasgow a couple of years ago to listen to my idol, Bob Dylan, play three concerts in a row on three nights in a row. And I had a complete draw in Glasgow. And not long after I came back, I read about a mindful drinking festival that happened in Glasgow that was um, promoted by a UK organization called Club Soda who are really leading the mindful drinking movements from the UK. They've trademarked um, mindful drinking movement, and they've hosted quite a few mindful drinking festivals. The most recent one happened just a couple of weeks ago in London. So I read about that, and then I thought, you know, given um, given the fact that these drinks seem to be coming out on a regular basis onto our shelves here in South Africa, I've been noticing more and more entrance to the market. I started contacting producers and distillers and creators of these drinks and and just checking with them whether they thought having a festival where we could bring their drinks together, um, you know, together with a a curious public would be a good idea. And there was an overwhelming yes. Um, So I then contacted a buddy of mine who's very skilled in the events world. His name's Barry Tyson. And together we've embarked on this mission to make this festival a reality. So does... um, I'm I'm sure that people want to sell their drinks, but do you think people want to buy them? Yes, I do. I think that the non-alcoholic sector is booming... Um, it certainly is booming in Germany, in Spain, mm. in Holland, in the States, in the UK, where the figures, the sales figures show that this sector is outperforming other sectors in the drinks industry. Mm. Even though it's very small, it's showing growth of around 10% um, in some places where um, traditional alcoholic beer is flatlining or declining. Non-alcoholics are booming. Um, a friend of mine came back from Holland the other day and said every year when he goes back to the Netherlands to visit his family, he notices a new trend. And last year it was the amount of plug points for electric cars. Okay. And this year it was how many people are drinking non-alcoholic beers. They're everywhere. So, yeah, it's a thing. Mindful drinking is, is definitely a thing. It's um, And I think that... The public see these things on the shelves and aren't really sure what they are or what they mm. taste like. No, I want to interrupt you. Um, I don't know if you've met Johannes from the Dutchess. Yes, I know, I know um, Johannes socially. Yeah, so he tells me, or I saw on social media, that he got listed in over 600 outlets in, in the Netherlands with his Dutchess. Yeah, I mean, they were the world's first non-alcoholic G&T. Mm. Uh, they came from Cape Town. Yeah. It makes sense for us to host our first festival in Cape Town because a lot mm. of the producers are here. Yeah, all there, yeah. Um, and, yeah, I think they, they are booming. Their story is a is a fantastic story. The Dutchess are doing really, really well. Yeah. Um, another index might be the amount of money um, AB InBev has, has invested in their Cremerville plant to produce castle-free, which is what's, also Which plant is it? I think it's at Cremerville. I'm not sure. Okay. 
Um, I was in the in my little pick and pay local the other day liquor store, um, which has a dedicated non-alcoholic section. And that's another thing we can discuss is like how these things are placed in store. It seems mm. that there isn't a clear strategy from from the industry. But the guy in front of me had six castle free in his hand in the queue, and I liked doing a bit of informal research. So I said, "How's it? Why? Why have you chosen those?" And he said, "Look, I'm going to a bry. I don't want to. I don't want to drink, um, but I do want to be there with my mates who will mm. be drinking, and I want to drive home. I don't want to have to get an Uber." Yeah. And so these taste lacquer, I'm just going to take them with me. Um, so it does give us a choice. Um, yeah, that's just one of gives the gives us a choice. It certainly helped us when we launched a product called Bavaria Light about probably 15 years ago in in Durban. And at the same time, there was the the local metro police had a zero tolerance campaign. And I tell you, we sold more Bavaria Light in Durban than in the rest of the country put together. So, okay. <laughs> so yeah, the, the metro does help with the metro police. It's so lacquer. I, I haven't had, just I, personally, I haven't drunk alcohol for a while now. And But I love beer. Yeah. I love beer. And it is so lacquer to go out, drink non-alcoholics, and drive through a roadblock. Yes. Man, it is fantastic. <laughs> um, so I really enjoy that, you know. Um, that's, that's, that's the safety element is one. And then I also don't get into a bad mood and start shouting at the yeah. Yeah. So there's, so there's lots of benefits of not uh, drinking alcohol. And I think, and the acceptance socially is probably also growing. I heard, I was listening to a podcast from the state uh, about the liquor industry or the beverage industry, and somebody mentioned that Spain, in Spain, one in one in three beers are non-alcoholic. One in three beers sold in Spain are non-alcoholic. I don't know if that can be true. It sounds a lot. Um, and at the same time, it was an American podcast. They were saying that the acceptance of drinking non-alcoholic beer was still, you know, people still got teased if they bought non-alcoholic beers. So, you know, that stigma of buying non-alcoholic beer, where, whereas in Europe, I think it's quite acceptable to drink non-alcoholic beer. Yeah, I think it's changing, Holger. Um, I took a six-pack of Bavaria to... Bavaria only make a non-alcoholic in South Africa. Yes. Um, I took a six-pack to um, a dinner party uh, with some of my mom's friends the other night, and this guy said, what are those? I said, would you like one? He drank one, and he said, wow, you know, that's really cool. I don't actually need to drink alcoholic beer, and I'm worried that, you know, I'd want to drink three or four. Um, where do you buy them? So yeah. I think once people, people are curious, Yeah. Um, which is why we, we want to host this event, why we are hosting this event. So it will bring together a very wide range of producers and brands um, into one place for the first time in Africa, um, and the public can then get up close and personal yeah. to, to the stories that, that each brand presents. So for, for the last uh, couple of months, I've been pushing this category in the, in the trade. So the, the spirits, the non-alcoholic spirits, are not selling as fast as I was hoping, but certainly the the Heineken's and the Castle Freeze and, and Bavaria's are doing well. So what I've been trying to do is to create 
a concept where they merchandise, they cross merchandise. So get the beers, get the spirits, get the wines all together in a in a concept on a on a display, so that uh, the one so hopefully sells the other. So you know, with the Dutchess and uh, the likes of, we've got um, obviously the. John Ross an, and the yeah, Silver the and the Vermont. The, um, the Phibs GNT um, is also going to be at our festival. Mm. We're going to Seedlip, our premier non-alcoholic mm. um, spirits. They're going yes. to be at our festival as well as Vermont Virgin. The Lautus Wine. Lautus Wine are going to be there. Van Leuven Wine are going to be there. Okay. We're chatting with Leopard's Leap that have also released a non-alcoholic or de-alcoholized wine. I agree with you. I think the beers are are much easier to apprehend. Um, the so-called spirits or botanicals in the states they call them shrubs. Okay. Um, they're still quite pricey um, yeah. in in liquor stores. So I think people are maybe reasonably unwilling to take a, such a big leap of faith to spend three hundred bucks on a on a bottle of non-alcoholic so-called spirit. Yeah. So at the festival, they'll be able to walk around and sample things um, and also see how they can use them in mixed drinks and mocktails and things like that. The Thirsty Scarecrow at the Strawberry Farm near Stellenbosch. Yeah, is that by the um, Strawberry Farm? At the Strawberry Farm. But they've got a cocktail menu of non-alcoholic cocktails, which they make with... um, the RK spirits from the States, and I believe it's doing very well there. Yeah, RK are, haven't signed on the dotted line yet, but we've been chatting with them. Mm. They are, I think, the only local um, suppliers of non-alcoholic whiskey and mm. rum and things like that. We're hoping to bring them in. Yeah, we really want to... Our ethos is, is all about choice. Yeah. Um, so we want to create a, a, an environment or an experience for, where the public can come and choose and learn and discover and have a jaw. There'll be live music. There'll be a blind tasting that's going to be emceed by Nick Rabinovitz, who's a much-loved comedian in yes. Cape Town and further afield. And, um, <clears throat> yeah, so, so we're hoping to get as wide a range as possible. We're even including kombuchas and health drinks. Um, our philosophy is, as I mentioned, it's, it's really about being mindful about what, what liquids we, we choose to ingest mm. and the benefits of those. I mean, the huge health benefits to drinking non-alcoholic beers. Um, Bitburger, who is one of our, um, one of our early um, partners, they, they also there with Erdinger, mm. uh, sponsor mountain bike racing in Germany. Um, Bavaria are the non-alcoholic sponsor for the Comrades Marathon here. I saw that, yeah. And I'm not kind of up to speed with the health benefits, but they are legion. Um, sports people like non-alcoholics. So we're hoping to attract fit sporty types and people who want to be fit sporty <laughs> types are still stuck to their remote control. I don't know. Yeah. So I think, uh, I mean, an opportunity would definitely be for the trade. If you can get the trade in, I think it would be nice for them to taste these products because, as you say, it's quite expensive to open some of these bottles. It's 
you can afford to buy a Savannah lemon, but to buy a bottle of um, seed lip is, is fairly expensive. And for the trade to experience and see the variety of non-alcoholic products on on the at the show or at the festival would be would be a great idea. Yeah, Holger, thank you for that. Um, I think it is a great opportunity for people in the industry and in the trade to come to one place. It's a one-stop shop to taste the alkalized wines, to taste the non-alcoholic gins that will be there and the beers that they may be familiar or unfamiliar with. Um, yeah, so we're really, we're really excited about the opportunities for our partners and the exhibitors as well as the public. We're committed to advancing the sector as a whole. Um, it's fantastic that we'll have people who might be regarded as competitors actually working together to advance the sector as a whole and the benefits of non-alcoholics for the, for the wider public together. Yeah, I really think that you can't do this thing on your own. You have to do it as an industry and uh, grow grow that sector, as you call it. Cool. So, is this your first festival? And it's in Cape Town, eh? Yeah, we <clears throat> we committed to to doing this in future. Um, we are trying to break even for our first festival. We hope to attract a headline sponsor for our next festival, okay. which will be in Joburg, and then we're going to hit Durban, and then back to Cape Town. We've found a fantastic venue in Cape Town, which is at the Stone Cottages at Kirstenbosch. It's beautiful, um, and outdoors, it fits in with our ethos, which is all about health and mindfulness. Um, and yeah, hopefully we'll break even. It's cheap for the public to come. It's a hundred bucks. You'll get a glass and a whole bunch of free tastings. They'll also be able to buy directly from suppliers and producers. Um, and there'll be mocktails and all sorts of other concoctions on sale as well. There'll also be food, um, no deep fried stuff, um, all sorts of um, healthy food available. So yeah, it should be a, a good a good experience. It sounds lovely. So where can people find out more about the cool. festival please, and about yeah. the Please um, visit our website. It's mindfuldrinking.co.za. Please follow us. Please spread the words. We want to have a jaw together with you and and your lovely listeners. Thank you. Sean, it was great talking to you, um, and I hope that this is a big success, and I really hope that the trade supports you and that you find a headline sponsor for for the future events. Thanks so much, Holger. It's been great. a pleasure. Nice. Cheers, man. That was Sean O'Connor from the organizer of the Mindful Drinking Festival, which is in Cape Town in October. Thank you for listening, and...